Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. that what a way to start the week for the 76ers just two games before the all-star break one being tonight the next one on Wednesday at home against the Miami Heat but they were playing the hottest team in the NBA nine straight wins for the Cleveland Cavaliers sole possession of the number two seed no in the more East. wins for those losers buddy. and as Kyle just said <laughs> that happened yes because the Sixers the shorthanded Sixers took down the Cleveland Cavaliers by a final score tonight, 123-121. Welcome to the PHLY Sixers postgame show right here with Kyle Newbeck. I'm Devon Givens. Derek Bodner gets the night off. It's got that post-Super Bowl flu, I guess. I know. guess so. I no think, judgment over yeah, here. No judgment at all. Bree is here, though. Brianna's here producing. We're going to hang out with you. We can't wait to hear from you all in the uh, comments as you're watching us live here on YouTube. And we have, uh, there's a lot to talk about in this one. The range of emotions in this game up and down with this basketball team and still picking up the win to collect their 32nd win on the season Kyle this one had a lot from pulling your hair out to uh you know <laughs> even with guys who've had good games overall too yeah. by the way it's a real roller coaster yeah. of a game uh, 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 questionable shots with about <laughs> 17 seconds left on the shot clock. Uh, <laughs> fouls on three-pointers. Some some rebounds, some loose balls, some turnovers on inbound plays. All kinds of stuff in this one. There was just so much that happened in this one. But in the end, though, man, he picked up the win against, again, the hottest team in the league. Yeah, I mean, that's probably where we should start, right? As you pointed out, they have been absolutely scorching hot. They've passed the Sixers in the standings and have looked like a real threat to be not even the three seed, potential two seed mm -hmm. in the Eastern Conference, depending on what happens with Milwaukee. And the Sixers come into tonight with basically the, the hospital version of their team, right? Like, we're going to get to maybe what this says about Tobias Harris, but to be down Joel and Batum and Melton and Tobias and two of your main guys, Buddy Heald and Campaign, have been here for three, for three and a half days, <laughs> basically. Right. And... Look, here's what I would start with. The offense since Buddy Heald has joined the team has looked just night and day better. And this game is a snapshot of why you go out and trade for where Buddy Heald, including in ways that I don't think you and I would have sat here and predicted or said like, hey, this is why you go get Buddy, right? We all expect the difficult shot making, the, the movement shooting, the catch and shoot stuff. That is what I think people think of when the name Buddy Heald comes into their mind. 
to see him go out and once again he had six assists in his first game six assists in the follow-up eight assists tonight and for him to be now look there are some bad turnovers at times like him forcing the ball but Mm -hmm. that's mostly because buddy is operating at a volume that normally he wouldn't have to the fact that they've been able to go to him in his third game as a member of the Sixers and say, buddy, we're putting the ball in your hands and we trust you to make a good decision. And most of the time he did that. I mean, that's flabbergasting to me. So the difficult shot making, he's already found real chemistry with Paul Reed and pick and rolls. Like, I don't think you or I think he's going to be a pick and roll guy moving forward once everybody is healthy and the team settles into its normal rotation. But I think one of the benefits of having Buddy here now, as they are super banged up, is you say, hey, we're going to let you experiment a little bit. We're going to throw a lot of responsibility at you. We're going to let you run lots of different types of stuff. You're going to get the ball quite a bit. You're going to be able to shoot basically as much as you want. And Buddy has shown not perfect discipline, but very good discipline to understand these are my shots, but I have a responsibility to find the other guys and play free-flowing, team-centric offense. Like You can tell this guy came from what has been one of the best ball-moving, frankly, just scoring offenses in the league in Indiana because all the principles that were instilled in him that he needed to play in Indiana, he has maintained them here, and it has looked like an absolutely seamless fit. I, I think Sixers fans should be absolutely over the moon with what Buddy has shown so far. Yeah, and uh, just to pick up on a couple of things that you said about what Buddy Hill uh, did. First game that they played, Buddy Hill did a couple of really nice things in that game. As we know, the assists, which was something that was surprising to most of us. You already mentioned that. But it was also some of the ball handling that we have seen. And one of the, when we were watching the game, one of the things that was said on the television, don't remember who said it, but they said Buddy Hill is a professional scorer. And we were like, no, probably professional more so shooter. professional shooter <laughs> in this one. And look, it's not to say that they were right, but he is proving th- whoever said that to be right through yes. the first three games. Because as Kyle mentioned, we looked at him as we know Buddy Hill from Oklahoma. Yes, he was more of a playmaker there. That was different with the college game. He goes to Sacramento. Again, bad team. A lot of things you're going to do, whatever you want there. And even once he got to Indiana, you saw again that he was still, though, more of the professional shooter, not the professional score. But in these three games, to average 20 points, to average now with, what, already 20, 21 assists? 21 assists through three games. The guy's (laughs) averaging seven assists a night through three games, and developing the chemistry with Paul Reed. And as Kyle said, we may not expect that to continue going forward, but the big difference there is a 7'2", 300-pound big man rolling yes. versus Paul Reed. No disrespect to Paul Reed because he's actually played well. And he played really games. well tonight. Yes, and he played really well tonight. Had a big block at the end on Donovan Mitchell to have them frantic and trying to get that last-second shot to win the game uh, with Darius Garland from the corner. But those things have already shown themselves with Buddy Hill to be a big difference maker. And one of the questions also that we've had is, how is he going to look next to Tyrese Maxey? First game, wasn't there. Second game, you saw a little bit, again, what it looked like. They got the win. They needed that win on Saturday against Washington. Just like a steady the ship type of victory, right? We all needed it, as we said on Saturday. (laughs) We all needed that win. And so much so that Derek said, you know what? Let's take a deep breath. I'm taking Monday off. Cool, (laughs) because he earned it because of all that he had to say and the numbers he had to do with the win and the Kyle Lowry stuff, all that. But for this one, 
This was, we expected them to lose this one. Forget about the Tobias Harris piece. If he was playing... You and I sat on the, the couch here at our office and basically yes. said to one another, I just hope that there's like a competitive game tonight. Give us like, something to talk about. Something interesting. Like yes. We're not expecting them to win. It's a, a very good Cleveland team. It's exactly. red hot, all that. Give us a good game. Not only did they give us a good game, they went out and won they the won damn They won the damn thing. game, right? So <laughs> they gave us something to talk about, something to build off of from the Washington game. Because what do you say? Ricky played 19-10 and 10 double-double. Oh, it was just Washington. No, it was a professional team that he went out there and did that. You feel, now you follow up. You do it again. He didn't have 19-10, and 10, but he played damn well. He Got hit two big shots at, at the end with some free throws there to put them up three where they needed him badly. But to have Tyrese Maxey struggle the way that he did, we'll get to him later. But for Buddy Hill to be in the zone that he was in, driving to the basket, finishing at the basket, finding Mo Bamba on the baseline because he got by his defender, perfect bounce pass. Not a chest pass in the air where it can be tipped away and tipped out of bounds or left live for a fast break opportunity. Bounce pass to Mo Bamba, easy catch there for somebody who struggles with the catching of the basketball <laughs> in Mo Bamba. To say the least. And he goes up and he dunks it. And I'm saying that after we saw him do that twice earlier where it was blocked at the rim so you do that and then he comes down and says all right here's what i'm going to do the other stuff i am sized up against uh max Struess, playing solid defense on him he has two step back threes on him big step back threes and then also does another to drive to the basket for an off balance kyle's looking at it like that has no shot no of going way. in no way and it goes in so you're seeing this different stuff from him and they lose one, plays well, win these last two, giving us something to really look at here with this team where that 14-6 and six number that, that Derek was talking about with the 30 games, if you can hover and stay in that range there and just pick up some wins, pick up wins against Washington, pick up wins against some of these other lesser teams that may be on your schedule because the schedule gets tough going forward. Well, they stole one here tonight that may help their cause going forward when it comes to their and look, record. That was no fluke. Either. Not at all. There was not, that was well executed offense. Yes. Like to me, what jumps out about that game and a lot of this flows out of buddy, but also to the rest of the roster, you give the rest of the guys their credit too. Brett Brown used to say a thing. If you're going to be wrong, be wrong and strong, which is a, a roundabout way of saying Commit to what you're doing. It, when you get the ball and you have an opening as either a shooter or a driver, take it. Yes. It's okay to miss a shot. It's okay to drive to the basket and a guy makes a good play at the rim and blocks you. Or you try to kick the ball over to somebody and they end up missing the shot. What you can't do, and this is why I said I wanted to tie it into Tobias at some point, what you don't want to do, and this is especially true in a playoff setting, is turn the open looks, the easy looks that you worked hard to create. You set screens, guys sprint around, the people are moving all over the floor, and then it turns into a guy record scratches because he hesitates. Like, Ricky tonight shot, what, 2 of 7? He's 0 of 2 from 3. One of the most important things he did was just take open shots. Like, yep. all right, I have a decent opportunity. I'm going to let it fly. Teams will prey on guys who show absolutely any hesitation in what they're doing, what they're thinking, what they're even what they're saying. We're seeing a lot of trash talk tonight between uh, Ricky and <laughs> former Sixer George Niang, speaking of. But I think yeah. that's one of the things that stands out about Buddy, and it's what has made Indiana a really special offensive team this year. There is no second guessing. That's a team that the ball just flies around the floor. They don't care necessarily if they turn the ball over or if they miss – 
10 straight threes because they believe in their process. And to me, this was a team that showed they believed in what the coach is telling them. They believed in, you know, sharing the ball with their teammates. There's a lot of little connective passes, including from guys like KJ Martin, who you and I definitely wouldn't sit here and be like, oh, he's a great playmaker, but had some nice like offensive rebounds, little drop-offs, the extra passes. And that's what's so noticeable when Tobias doesn't play, right? There's just less of those record scratch, slow it down, run it through the mid post type of possessions. You're going to need those sometimes, right? And Buddy certainly did that when he's hitting those step back threes, including one he just dropped right in Max Struess's eye. But the fewer of those you get, the better the offense is going to be. All of us, including everyone in the chat, would sit here and say, they didn't have the horses tonight, right? Like, they shouldn't have... No business winning this game. Not even that. They shouldn't have a good offense with who they have available. Like, yes, they have Buddy and Tyrese and some valuable guys here, but they just don't have the numbers. So to be able to turn in that type of offensive performance against coming into the night, the number two defense in the entire league, that's an ultra-impressive performance, even if they would have lost and they didn't. They outright led for the vast majority of that game. That's, a, that's as impressive of a win as they have had all year. Folks, the Sixers led after the first quarter, the second quarter, and the fourth quarter when they won this game, 123-121. So as Kyle laid that out there, they were in control. Not in control, but they were in this game and giving themselves a chance to I don't think they were down by more than what, like four points yeah, in the second half? Right, yeah. And, and that was – actually, it might have been three. It might have been three. It was that close. Because it was 77 76, and then they went on another run to yeah. retake the lead. So those, those guys uh, really went out there and earned it. And it was something that I wanted to throw at you because you mentioned buying into what the coach said. Nick Nurse did a hell of a job tonight yes. with his rotations, uh, with the substitutions. Uh, making up excluding the one moment at the end where he couldn't get a tall Mom, guy in there and, and you saw him calling for him he really wanted to get but somebody the officials couldn't get him and that offensive rebound hurt him because that was the donovan mitchell three-pointer all the good vibes would have come crashing down in a, in a moment if that had, if they had like given that one away just coming down right there so uh, amazing win by this basketball team and we're not done talking about buddy hill clearly because there's so much to talk about with him the fact that tyrese maxi again struggled with something that i, I was saying Maxi was struggling and the one thing we know about Maxi is he's not selfish he has his moments when he gets into his zone and he wants the ball and he shoots it Maxi was looking for Buddy Hill waiting for Buddy Hill not breaking off the play to take some shot that he didn't need to take because he was waiting for Buddy Hill who had the hot hand to keep it going with him so we'll keep all of that going we have to talk about Kelly Oubre who yes, played a Solid game tonight and was really good. One of three sixes to score 20 points tonight as they as they had a really good balance, some really good plays. And even when and Derek, as sick as he is, text in, man, that Kelly shot right there with about 17 seconds left on the shot clock from the top of the key. 120, 112 after he made it. But that was, as you said it, no, 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 no. Yes. There you go. It went down. There you go. You know what, Kelly? Go get yourself a good post-game meal, my man. I, I know who could provide you with a, a good post-game meal, guys. That's our friends at Factor Meal Kits. Ah, Factor has that. delicious, ready-to-eat meals that make eating better every day pretty easy and i can tell you that with personal experience because my wife and i have been digging into these factor meals lately one of the things that i've really appreciated they show up and technically they're supposed to be two minute meals and you can make them in the microwave there's also the option to make them in the oven 
And you hear that a lot of times, and it's like, oh, it's going to be a lot worse in the microwave. I've found that they are just as good and sometimes hotter just from having them in the microwave. So it's something that allows you to eat healthy and it's tasty food, but it doesn't necessarily take prep time. I know like Devon and I, you and I are running all over the place, going to games, coming here to the studio, meetings, what have you, seeing family, seeing friends. And sometimes to fit into your diet, you need something that's going to be there quickly and it's still going to taste good. Factor has provided that for me. They have all kinds of stuff beyond the basic meals they provide for you. They got snacks, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, breakfast, midday bites, and much more. When you sign up and save, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily, and it's flexible for your schedule. Like like I said, we come in here, seven o'clock at night is basically the earliest. I've, my wife is in grad school and going back and forth to hospitals and things in the medical field, and she's gotta be able to eat at any given time. And so Factor has been an absolute godsend for us. There's no prep, no mess. They're 100% ready to heat and eat, and that's just great. So head to factormeals.com slash Sixers 50 and use code Sixers 50 to get 50% off. That's Sixers 50 at factormeals.com slash Sixers 50. You should not be able to forget that code. And I tell you personally, you should try these out, guys. And after you feel good and you feel refreshed and you're feeling good tonight eating your factor meal kits, as an example, you know what you can do next? You want to see the basketball team final game at home before the All-Star break? The Red Hot Sixers. Two wins in a row, baby. Ricky Council just tweeted it out. Boys, uh, two in a row right there. (laughs) So Rick is telling you. You got to go to game time, man. Buying tickets to your favorite events like the basketball team here in town shouldn't be stressful. Game time is fast and easy. It's an easy way for you to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Someone who performed last night at halftime in the big game, he's got a big tour coming up. And everybody wants his ticket. You know what you do? You go to game time. That's what you do with killer deals on last minute tickets in there. Best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you're going to have. And here are a few things that they have going for you. Images of the seat views. You want to see Ricky get some work done out there on the floor, get a breakaway dunk and get the crowd ignited. You want to see that and you want to have a good view of Rick getting that fast break. Don't flash deals. Last minute tickets. Easy to buy. Find and buy those tickets for every kind of event in your area. Lowest price guarantee. Event can cancellation protection, job loss protection, as well as the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get, again, images of your seat before you go by right here on your phone so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just two taps and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Tickets also make for great holiday gifts. Hey, Wednesday, we talk about it. It's Valentine's Day. Maybe your loved one wants to go see the basketball game. Or maybe they want to see Bang. Taylor Swift. Or, oh, oh, how about that? Yeah, she's excited. She's happy right now. She's going to put on Better a Better be ready to pay show. quite a bit if yeah, you want to see you're her. You're right about that. But you know where you go? You snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app like I have here on my phone. Create an account and use code PHLY for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account 
and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Lowest price guaranteed. Last minute tickets for you to go see your event. All right. All so right. before we get off of Buddy, I, I want to tie it into the Tyrese subject somehow because you and I didn't love Tyrese's performance. I do think another thing you saw with Buddy, if you go back to, you remember the possession to open the second quarter? It was like a split action. Yep. And they had Tyrese come off of a, I think it was off a pin down. He ends up getting an open three, mm -hmm. top of the key off a of movement. That's the sort of stuff that you're able to run because you have another guy who can shoot on the move, right? Like, with all due respect to DeAnthony Melton, they're not chasing him around the way they are, Buddy Heald. And so... You can put the two of them, in, when I say two of them, you can put Maxi and Heald in these different actions where teams are put in a real no-win scenario, right? And on the one hand, you have a 40% three-point shooter. On the other hand, you have a 40% three-point shooter, both of whom are absolutely deadly off of the catch. And I think, like, look, Tyrese definitely a more dangerous off-the-bounce guy. If both of them are covered and one of them has to beat a guy mm -hmm. on a closeout, mm -hmm. you trust Tyrese. But I think Buddy has at least shown like he can beat a token closeout, get to the rim and hit those little drop off passes as well. So I, I think the more that he's within the program, within the system, the more you're going to see Nick Nurse tap into that. Like, I, I think he had very few shooters in Toronto for the last call, it, like the last three years, at yeah. least two years that yep. he was there is a lot of six, eight wings who could not shoot. He's got to be absolutely over the moon right now with. Look, you get Melton back, whatever issues Melton has, he's a good shooter. Nick Batum, good shooter. You're going to have shooting all over the floor. And then you get Joel Embiid back. Like, yeah. This team was a very good, maybe elite offensive team with Joel doing all the heavy lifting. Him coming back and not having to be a superhero because of what these other guys are showing is a massive deal. And that's where that ramp up comes in. Should he come back, let's say, early April and there are a few games on the on the schedule or late March and there are a few games on the schedule for him that ramp up he doesn't have to do anything doesn't have to do everything he can just kind of ease back into it and, and get ready for the postseason if they're lucky enough for him to be there but when you look at what Kyle is talking about and we've seen it so many times once and B went down and all the illnesses going on the injuries that are keeping guys out of the lineup We've spoken plenty about the in-game stuff with Maxi, not putting it all on him in terms of the blame, but looking at what the defense is throwing at him where their turnovers are higher from him when we don't usually see that from Tyrese Maxi. The mistakes that are being made, the blitzing, the different coverages that he's now seeing, well, he's still seeing those things, but guess what? Again, you're going to make you pay when you have Buddy Hill to your side here because he can still, you know what? He has faith that I can still get to this angle and once I get to this angle, I can make that pass to Buddy Hill. Mm -hmm. And if they cheat off, good night for them because he's going to knock down that shot at a pretty high clip, 40% there, as Kyle talked about. So if that happens and, and, and that continues to happen the way that we're seeing it, this is something that really bodes well for them going forward. And I also think, too, Kyle, this comes at the right time for Nick Nurse. So why he's had to do this on the fly, as you said, for three days. Th last Thursday, they get here, they play Friday. They have the whole break. Now, to while Maxie's going to be doing all his all-star responsibilities, he's going to come back. They're going to have their time off before the first game. But they're going to have time now for Payne, Lowry, and Buddy Heal to get 
into you know if they don't end up on vacation right which, you know they yeah, might yeah. for at least a few days <laughs> right 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 but those guys have to go to indiana and, get and milwaukee and get their and, yeah. things and try to bring some stuff back for the stretch run but my point was nick nurse is now going to have time for himself and the coaching staff to come up with some different things for you already know Embiid is not going to be here now this is our time here to all right this is what we really want to do going forward with this offense when we talked about the time before when Ben Simmons had this stretch down the stretch mm -hmm. when Embiid was out and it was Bellinelli and Ilyasova with it's JJ Reddick. It's all about developing an identity. And the identity is already showing itself now especially with Maxi being on the floor with him for yeah. these last two games and Payne too. We'll get to him because he has some good moments here tonight as well. But that this all-star break is coming at the right time for them and look we're gonna see just it again. to get guys healthy just to get guys healthy else. get them some more rest and, and and get into that playbook and get into that play design of what that identity is now going to look like before Joel Embiid gets back for them to do this because it's going forward this is Tyrese's Max's team this is Tyrese's team so with it all right buddy Hill where are you going to fit in campaign coming off the bench maybe Kyle Lowry where are you guys going to fit in and Tobias Harris how can we best find you your spots on the floor to fit in as well because what what we all say what Kyle broke down about Tobias Harris and he is absolutely right he is not holding the ball for six seconds in the Joel Embiid spot and killing the flow of the offense because he's not Joel Embiid but that being said as we talked about it with uh uh, T. Harris the other night <laughs> on on our chat. Who we still can't confirm or deny whether we he's a no member idea. of that yeah, Harris absolutely. family. You're still going to need <laughs> Tobias Harris. So with that, this all-star break is going to come at the right time for everybody to try to see how to use them best in this new look version of the Sixers going forward. Because guess what? Shouldn't be not come back and you do make the playoffs. Don't, don't speak that evil into the universe, you man. You still that's, need to find right. a way. You still need to find a way. This is a good vibe show. You're bringing the vibes down. <laughs> I'm that. sorry, folks. I'm sorry, Kyle. I didn't mean that. But you need to find a way. Speaking of bringing down the vibes, we got some fucking absolute that. weirdos in the chat tonight making really? claims that we did not say. B Rad G at some point said that we G. said the team was dead. Buddy, I was sitting here on this goddamn show saying they were going to win 50 plus games when most of you people were trying to trade Joel in. August and September and saying what a waste of time this is. So I don't I just don't want to hear it. I, I feel like I have been positive even at times when it's been borderline delusional. So yeah. I don't I don't need to hear we sit here and say, hey, this was not a good game. It's gonna be tough without Joel. But I think we're all clear headed and say Tyrese is an all star. They made good additions. Everyone is just like, let's chill out, guys. We're all trying to have little bit of fun this is a we had another person i don't even know where the comment went that said how are we going to hate on kelly Oubre? kelly Oubre is getting credit in the headline of the goddamn show you gotta kelly read. was great tonight you gotta Devon listen has already shouted out kelly Oubre on the show all we I, said was he took an early shot clock three-pointer from the top of the key and it was like won. Ah, it was, okay it that's all we said you didn't think that at the time you're lying so let's stick on that for a second because <laughs> right. i want to give kelly i yeah. we hammer kelly when he deserves it and right now he deserves credit for what was a very good shot creation this was a very good kelly Oubre game and i think you can see he only takes two threes tonight and I think you can see his value. Certainly, we've seen this. Or, or he took three threes, two or three from mm -hmm. from three, including that last big one that we were scratching our heads at a little bit until it went down. Come on, dude! <laughs> Guy played forty-one <laughs> minutes, 
And I thought down to the last minute, you could see the activity on defense. I thought the slashing was great. I think the drives for him have been the real key lately. Even when the efficiency has been kind of eh, he's generally getting to good spots. And then once he gets there, even when he misses, he's such a great athlete that his feet hit the floor and that second jump, he's already off the ground before most of those guys know what hit them. So he comes down with the offensive rebound, puts it back in, or he gets fouled. Like He's been a very dangerous slasher, cutter, off-ball guy at times recently. When you get the three-point shooting like you did tonight, that's a, it's an absolute godsend. And then you add the defense on top of it. Like, yes, silly foul he committed at one point. And that was a good example of what I was talking about earlier about being wrong and strong. Mm-hmm. He got caught sort of in no man's land, ends up fouling. Overall, though, like absolutely great capital G two-way performance from him. So that's like, you know, when people push back on us and say, hey, he's on a minimum contract, give him a break. This is the kind of game that allows you to say that as someone who's pushing back on us. And I think that that's deserved because there is no business that Kelly, that version of Kelly has been on a minimum contract. That's a guy who could go and make 15 to $20 million somewhere. If he was that player every single night, now he's not going to shoot 71% from the floor every single night. But with that mentality, with that ability to chew up space as a driver. And frankly, like there are not a lot of possessions where he goes off script and is doing crazy shit. It was purposeful basketball. That's a guy I would take on my team any day that an NBA coach would take on their team any day. The problem has been for Kelly this season and every season before you get these glimpses at who he could be. And then there's a week, two weeks, three weeks where it's like, where the hell is that guy and what is he doing? So I have nothing bad to say about him tonight. It's always just a matter of when does the other shoe drop? What does he look like the next game? So I hope against Miami on Wednesday that yes. goes into the break strong, rest up a little bit like all these guys. Like, look, he's playing a ton of minutes right now. He doesn't look like he's suffering for them. But just like all these guys, get him three or four days off, go put him on a beach somewhere, go down to Cancun or wherever the hell he wants to go. Yep. Come back, feel refreshed, and get ready to attack the final part of the season. 41 minutes tonight, 10 of 14 from the floor, 24 points, right? No turnovers for Kelly Oubre tonight. You saw it right from the beginning. Now, some of that's because he doesn't pass, but very true. I'll take but that tonight. We've seen for it sure. where he's been loose with the basketball, yes. over dribbling, going into traffic where he loses the basketball and it creates opportunity the other way for the opposition. He did. You saw it right away, and he had an um, he had a rebound. I think it was in the second quarter, off the off the bounce. Uh, something happened. Somebody shot the ball. Miss, he goes up, and he's right there. That quick jump that Kyle's talking about. Offensive rebound, dunk, right there. So the activity was there. The shot creation was there. Even when the ball came to him when Buddy Heal and Tyrese Maxey had it going late, he didn't force anything during that time. For the most part. For yeah. the most part. <laughs> that uh, Outside of the top of the key three. He didn't force anything. He was playing within the flow of the offense and trying to make sure that they secure the win that they got tonight. 
And you needed every bit of that Kelly Oubre tonight. And this is where it drives people nuts, myself included. We talk about it often. And, but that's not what we did tonight because we gave him the credit. The only thing that I pointed out was he shot that too early in the shot clock. But guess what? That's he made one it. play in a sea in of very good minutes. plays. Yeah. <laughs> if, of a 48-minute game. all we can game. think of is like one or two plays in a full game, that yes. guy had a hell of a game if you played 41 yes. minutes. And he was tremendous tonight. And as Kyle talked about, too, his two-way play, the defense that he played on Donovan good Mitchell. Good, healthy, on all kinds of Darius stuff. Garland when he had to be the primary defender there. The block shot that he had, getting in there and, 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 and helping out in that way because you don't have, even with most Bamba, as big as he is, and Paul Reed out there playing as well, the rim protection, sometimes you need a little bit of help. And him coming in and doing that, that's exactly what happened. He was getting off the seat of his pants on that final possession because he was helping out attacking the rim to again help Paul Reed at the rim with Donovan Mitchell going for that block shot, and he fell on his seat going out of bounds because, again, he was active in trying to do his thing. So we appreciated what Kelly Oubre did tonight, and this is the other piece with no Joel Embiid. He is going to, again, have an opportunity every night to show his worth on this yes. basketball team going forward until we get to Embiid returning, getting to the playoffs, because he is going to get every bit of 25 to 30 minutes a night and opportunities to go out there and score. So with Buddy Heald now on the floor with him, another point guard coming in and Kyle Lowry campaign surveying the floor the way that he has been through these three games, they're going to make it easy for him, too, as long as he is that slasher, that cutter, making himself available when, they, when needed. He is going to have an opportunity, again, offensively, to be a really big part of this basketball team. And tonight is why we do get on him when he has that bad game. Because we know that he is capable is of him. this type of game. It doesn't need to be 24. And every coach has known that, too. That's why teams kept gambling on him, despite the fact that he would go through these bad stretches. Because when he puts it together, guys that are built like him, that can jump like him, that can move like him, don't just grow on trees. And the guys who have all that and have some touch and can dribble, like those are max type players. That type of performance is a 25 to $30 million player. Yep. It's just getting that guy every night. And we've talked about it a hundred times, Devon. One of the reasons I think he succeeded early in the year is because when you put him in a specialized role the way he was in, he just didn't have the ability to go off script. It was, okay, Joel's the hub, Tyrese is two, Tobias is three. Right. And on any given possession, he's probably the fourth or fifth most important guy. So what he can do is what he's great at. Ball hits his hands, takes a shot, or he's going past somebody. And that's – if he can just focus on that, if he can just dial in on defense and play the way he did tonight – he is going to get a, a major contract in the offseason. Now, I don't expect that that's going to happen, but Nick Nurse has been able to at least coax like stretches of good basketball out of Kelly. So I hope that, like, the hope for any guy, right? Like, we're not haters here. We, all, we no, want all these guys to how, yeah. succeed and have good careers and whatever. The hope for any minimum signing, the pitch that Daryl Morey, or Nick Nurse, or whoever else in the Sixers organization would have made to Kelly the moment he came here, was you come here and you will make a lot more money than you're signing for with us. You have an opportunity here to change what people think about you. You do more shit like this, people will change what they think about you. You have a big time playoff run with this team, 
you're going to be the Bruce Brown of free agency next summer where people look at you as, wow, look at the key role that he played on a really good team. And if I'm Kelly Oubre, if I'm Kelly Oubre's family, his agent, his friends, the people around him, I'd be pointing to games like this and saying, go be this motherfucker every single night. Go prove everybody wrong who told you you can't be a, a $10 million, $15 million, $20 million guy, that you're just a minimum player and we're not interested in you. There are a ton of bad teams that he could help and make better teams yeah. playing like this guy tonight. Yeah. Don't you want a long-term extension instead of these one-year deals? He that doesn't want to be on a one no. just. The focus, that's all it is. That's, that's it. all it's ever been with him. He's got the talent. He's got the tools. He's got everything. He's just got to put it together. And we've talked many times about how this team lacks athleticism. That dude is still athletic seven, eight years in the NBA. And Kyle already talked about the second jump. That's the type of stuff that you're talking about adding to this basketball team in a different role when everybody else just comes back and everything falls into place. The thing is, as he said, Kyle pointed out, it's just about him. Understanding it, accepting that that's who he is. Because you know what? You know how you can make... Look, you could be a part of the eight-man rotation in the playoffs. Yes. Look at what Bruce Brown does. Bruce Brown went out and got a two-year deal. And Bruce Brown's tools are not as good as no. Kelly Oubre's. He's a smaller yeah. player. He but, is not quite as yes. athletic. But you know what Bruce Brown does? He makes a lot of money. <laughs> his role and makes a lot of money off of it, and he has a ring. If that's what Kelly Oubre wants, he has it. He has it. So this is why we talk about him the way that we – 24 a night? No. But – Sometimes 24 some nights and other nights we just need the defense when you got your big guy who's going to win you two Maxi should win you one somebody's left to win that other one it could be him it could be healed could be Harris it might as well be Kelly might as well be Kelly Oubre might as well be him you know who it definitely will be not might as well but always will be is that our guys and gals at Bagels and Co. Oh, Devon. Look at that. Because Bagels and Co. offers Get Kelly huge a bagel. Get Kelly Brooklyn a bagel. style bagels made right here in Philadelphia. I eat bagels several days a week. And Bagels and Co. offers so much variety so that they don't get stale and boring. 15 to 20 types of different bagels that rotate seasonally. They had a Christmas themed bagel. I really hope that they have a, a Valentine's Day theme. You know, just something. They will. I'm, make I'm, it, I'm sure they will. Make you feel loved from your partner, your spouse, your friend, your, uh, you know, someone who might be stalking you. You never know. So just somebody <laughs> trying to show you love with a Valentine's Day bagel. And if you're a cream cheese guy like I am, Bagels & Co. offer 30 different flavors of cream cheese that rotate all throughout the season, all th- seasons, plural, all throughout the year. And Bagels & Co. do theme cream cheeses for all the local sports teams, including the Sixers. I hope that Kelly Oubre plays well enough that we get a Kelly Oubre-themed cream cheese after the ensuing playoff run in the months to come. Yes. And just as important as that variety with the bagels and the cream cheeses is the affordability because Bagels & Co. has kept their prices down so you can be an everyday customer, not just someone who comes in for a weekend splurge. They even offer premium coffee, which we got some out there. I've had it. It's pretty damn good at a superior price to most national brands and chains. So for the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philadelphia, head to www.thebagelsandco.com slash store dash locator to find the closest closest Bagels & Co. near you. I feel like I'm Bodner tonight tripping over my words. He always <laughs> makes fun of himself, and I make fun of him for not being able to talk. So. Well, listen, man. I, I gotta I'm say channeling this. him in spirit, I guess. <laughs> After a big win... After a great win by this basketball team, and you want to 
you know, come to the podcast. We love everybody jumping in. We got a couple of new people. Valho says, this is my favorite podcast. We got JJ jumping in for the first time. Welcome, JJ. Yeah. Great to see you in. But you know what you can also do? We, we might need to get Kelly and Ricky. Go get them, Rick. We, we got to get those guys some of our, our fantastic PHLY hoodies. From PHLY Locker, you're saying? From PHLY Locker. And you know where they could wear them to, Devon? We have a PHLY takeover. The takeover. On February 23rd oh. against this very Cavs team that the Sixers just beat tonight. Go and the, get them again, Sixers. The Sixers will presumably have you know, a better version of their team on the floor. We're hoping yes, by that point, yes, Anthony Melton is back. Nick Batum is back. This team is rounding into shape. Kyle Lowry, probably part of the rotation yeah, by that point. Hopefully. So if you go to the events tab at allphly.com, you'll see the information there about the takeover. You'll be able to hang out with myself, Devon, Derek, prior to the game. We'll all sit together in one section. I've been told there is a bar right at the top of our section, yes, kind indeed. of an exclusive bar. Yeah. So come through. Get a ticket. We'll hang out pregame. We'll hang out during the game and hopefully see some good hoops. Yeah, so we hope to see you there again February 23rd. That's a Friday night, folks. So once you're done work and you're ready to start the weekend, might as well be with us. Come hang out with us. And the Sixers will take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you can see Rick out there on the floor. And look, you got to go get the hoodie. If you want to hang out with us that night at the takeover, the hoodies, phlylocker.com. Check out on our screen. If you're watching right now on YouTube, you can see the blue team hoodie. Our show hoodie right there is fantastic. You got the birds hoodie. Oh, man, we, we talked about the big game yesterday, yesterday in just a little bit. The Flyers hoodie, they won tonight. <laughs> they got it done. And, the, uh, you know, it's, it's Philly hoodie right there as well. So make sure, again, phlylocker.com. You can get the hats. We have the, the, the dad hat, the, the golf hat, the trucker hat, the, the, uh, the, the flat brim hat. We got it all for you, folks. So no worries. We got it all for you. PHLYlocker.com. Go get your gear. We got to get Ricky. We got to get uh, Buddy Hill, the hoodie. Since they're, they're, part of the, they're part of the show now, especially Rick. Go get him, Rick. Can we talk about Indeed. Rick's free throws at the end? Listen, man, Tyrese Maxey missed a free throw yes, in the did. final 10 seconds. Yes, he did, but not Ricky. Not Ricky. Stepped up there cool as you like, as they would say. Because he's uh, a dog. <laughs> he said it himself. I'm a dog. So when he stepped up... <laughs> And this is the part where we were talking about Nick Nurse could not get the proper substitution in for to get the right personnel on the floor because we were like, all right, you need a you need a a, 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 a big man on the floor for rebounding. You need substitution guards and all that stuff. Buddy Hill had already fouled out, folks. So at that point, Nick Nurse needed to do what he needed to do to get the right personnel out there on the floor. Ricky Council was on the floor and they fouled him exactly what they were supposed to do. But you know what Ricky Council didn't do? He didn't pass the ball either because that's Rick. Rick feels like, I'm walking to the free throw line. I'm not going to knock these two down. And he did. We were thinking, man, this is a tough spot for the rookie. Maybe splits him. Might miss both. Just all we asked, we were like, give him one. Just Rick. give him one. You, you got to split the pair. And he hit both. And so. Rick went up there, took some deep breaths. Took his time, not Giannis' time at the free throw line, but he took his time. <laughs> Nobody takes Giannis' knocks, time at the free throw line. And knocked down two free throws, folks. And that was big time for the young fella. And again, coming in, energy, good defense on all stars where he is. 
he is running through screens where you're not supposed to be able to get through. I didn't realize the Sixers were allowed to have guys who could get over screens He's getting over fouling. screens, and he is just blowing up these screens where he is getting there and not allowing. They're having the reverse dribble to get away from him to try to get back to the screen to get the action going that they wanted. So for the second consecutive game, the numbers didn't look the same with the 19 and 10 double-double. But what he did give you once again was good minutes, 20 minutes and 38 seconds, eight points, two big free throws down the stretch. He was four for five and had five boards. Immediately, we were like, yo, Ricky's coming in. He's not allowing anybody to get the rebound. He had two taken away from him. Tyrese Maxey knocked one out of his hand. The only times that they fought for rebounds <laughs> is when Ricky was going to get one. And, so. he, and Rick is in there. And look, just good minutes. Just really good minutes from the young fella. And it's good to see because when we were discussing the Jaden Springer piece, these are Jaden Springer's moments. Springer's going to bring that same activity, but you're getting the height there as well. You're getting the – he's not afraid to shoot the basketball at all. No. And, the, and that defense and that and Maybe he should be sometimes. Yeah, but. but like you said, two for seven, but he wasn't afraid to take those let shots when he was open. Just let it fly, man. So right now this is a good development for this team, something that we didn't expect as we get ready for the second half of the season because even when the others do come back – Nick Nurse probably has to find some moments where he has yes. to call number 16 to get out there on the floor. So once again, for the second consecutive game, good minutes and good play from the rookie. And look, we could go up and down the roster tonight and we could find good, good things that the guys did, right? Like we brought up K.J. Martin very briefly, came up with three offensive rebounds, scored 10 points. And in 25 minutes, in a, almost 26 minutes, in a starter's role, yes. was pretty good. Like... KJ has been, I would say, straight up bad for most of this season, right? They're not winning if he doesn't play at least sort of well tonight. So good minutes from him. Tied the team in, uh, in rebounding, leading the team with eight. So that was good. Uh, campaign only Three shot four for ten. But I've seen some people in the chat as well as social media talking about it's just good that they have more ball handling, right? Like this is what we talked about start of the year when I was dubious of Pat Bev and saying – Hey, they need more creative talent on this team. I think you see the clear leap forward Payne has given them there over Beverly. <laughs> Whatever you think about that, like Pat as a defender yeah. versus Cam as a defender. Yep. Cam on offense is a completely different type of threat. He's a guy that we saw it tonight. You put George Niang in front of him and he goes, the fuck are you doing that for? Reject I'm going that right, screen. I don't want that I'm screen. I'm going right at that guy. <laughs> who, by the way, we talked during the game. George Niang looking like he enjoyed his offseason. He got paid, bit. man. He got his he contract, got and he's just, <laughs> he been, uh, just been hanging out. But look, Cam being able to take a guy off the dribble, six free throws tonight, and only played, what, 20. 24 minutes? I didn't realize he had 15 points at the end of the night. That's, that's what happens when you get impact. to the free throw right, line. Yes. And then on top of that, he hit Mo Bamba with the lob. He's uh, hitting some nice drop-off passes. Yep. And you can't sell out as hard on the maxis, on the buddies, if the ball swings the campaign and either he takes and is a pretty credible shooter from there or is able to beat guys off the dribble. Like, that's that's why we've been preaching this for so long. Get ball handlers, get yep. shooters yep. on this team because it's not just good to have that guy. It's what does it mean for everybody else around them? Yeah. So I, I think he's been better than advertised to the point that, like, look – Kyle Lowry, I'm sure, has been promised 
a certain type of role, amount of minutes to come here. Like we can all say, hey, Philadelphia homecoming, he's excited for that, and that's part of it. Campaign, if Kyle Lowry doesn't play well, he's he's shown you he can be a real credible yep. option. So yep. we've talked about competition and what that breeds on this show. I think it's a great thing that even at backup point guard, now they can say, hey, look, we got a couple different guys who can play here. Kyle has a tough night. We're subbing him out. Cam comes in, doesn't play well. We can go back to Kyle or we can go to somewhere else. Like having options is all you can ask for. So, so far the trade deadline, three games in admittedly against a couple bad teams and a very good one tonight, but it looks like they are on the right track. Yeah. And and look, when we talk the Pat Beverly thing, we were right there with you because even when we were talking Tyus Jones and DeLon Wright, Monte Morris names, TJ McConnell, before Pat Beverly got going, it was because we talked about upgrading. Now, they're going to have two backup point guards come in, Kyle Lowry and Campaign already. But the one thing when we would get so excited in the play about Pat Beverly was because, oh, he had a 10-point night. Oh, he hit two threes. Oh, he made a great pass uh, offensively for a great finish. Yeah. Those were unexpected results from Patrick Beverly. It was a bonus, cherry on top, gravy. On whatever you want, whatever analogy you want to use, it was gravy. Campaign offensively is a much better player. So when he goes for 15, we say, damn, that was a good game. But it's not as if we've never seen that from him. And it's not, it's not a revelation that his yeah. offensive game will bring you 15 with some really good passes. And by the way, in the 20-plus minutes, he's on the floor, no turnovers. Once again, as wild as he can be sometimes, no turnovers. But Nick Nurse also puts him on the floor with Maxi and Buddy Heal and Turk. We, dude, we, 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 <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot. We had a campaign. Turquavion Smith, Tyrese Maxey, one through three at one point Who in that game. Who was the four? KJ Buddy? Martin. No, it was nope. K- I'm pretty it sure was it was Mar- KJ. Or it might have, it they might have switched at one Buddy point. I think it was Buddy and Paul Reed was the five. Mo Bamba was the five. Mo Bamba was so the five. So it was like the right, four shortest one through four ever, and then Mo Bamba <laughs> at one point. They did. There was some switching. Yeah. Through it was a very quick shuffling through the lineup but But, it was but the point is again that Nick Nurse is putting him out there and he's like Cam just go go do what you do and he went out there and he ran this team and he shot the ball he he got 10 shots up and 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 that's the thing again he may miss he is not shot but you know what they're gonna do they're gonna aggressively close out on him you know what they're gonna do when you put a, a, a when you find a matchup with George Nehang is on campaign he's gonna say I got this yeah and you have to make a decision are you going to Allow him to be put in these these screens where you're going to call for him and get him in the mismatch. Probably going to have to get him off the floor, too, because what's happening is you're going to get caught one too many times. And it's just going to happen. Continue, continue and continue and continue and continue where they're going to try to take that match up and exploit it and get the best. So campaign solid game in game number three for the Philadelphia 76ers. The other part where the competition breeds that success when you get those minutes, you're going to take advantage of it. Inspired practices, too. Yeah. Because you want the coach to notice that you're playing that way and to call. He's not going to be afraid to call your number to get out there. So when Maxi and Melton are out there on the floor, be, dog it defense from campaign and Kyle Lowry on the other side, right? In practice with Rick. Now what does dogged defense even look like from campaign? <laughs> Lowry, I know. I running, know. I've seen it running, with Kyle Lowry. Just yeah. the activity, fouls, and all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff is going to happen out there. But the inspired practice is also going to 
hey, you know what? Bobby Jackson is saying, hey, coach, can play well in that practice. Let's find him a couple of minutes here in this spot, in and this also, game, because it's it calling you for you don't it. have to overtax Lowry yep. in the regular season. Because you're going to need him in the playoffs. He's in his late 30s, which, as we know, guys can go off a cliff very quickly. So to be able to save his minutes, so to speak, for the playoffs, that'll be helpful, too. Yeah, and it's not a knock on Patrick Beverly at all. It's just simply what you get here. You get the offense here with campaign. And, and then Kyle Lowry will see what, what we get there, both offense, defense, leadership, experience, to help out this basketball team for the final stretch here, the second half of the season after the All-Star break. So just good stuff. Paul Reed, uh, three games here in a row. He had a double-double in the first one that just kind of went unnoticed. Last game he played really well. And tonight he also played well again. Eight rebounds for Paul Reed in the starting role, 13 points. Some good touch around the rim <laughs> offensively. Yeah. Some good touch around the rim well, offensively. Well, also, like, it, offensively, it's a shame that he had two of the worst misses I've ever seen in the two second half. Because like up feet. to that point, he had <laughs> right. been awesome. Yeah, like, we did. talked about the chemistry yep. with Buddy Heald. Paul was... Paul had some work to do still when he got a few of those passes. Yeah. Finished a nice reverse on one of them, got an N1. like that, And he's finishing around the rim against a team that's got Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Like, this is not a team that's like the Washington Wizards. No to disrespect crafty. to those he guys to who are left over there. With it. So he had to show some craft. I thought he did really well there. Arguably the play of the game is his block of Mitchell. That's the game saver. In the final. Now, look. Garland missed the corner three that would have won in and whatever, but that had nothing to do with Paul being on an island against Donovan Mitchell. Great scorer, super crafty player. Not only blocking the shot, but First not all, fouling him at all. Goes up with two hands straight up. And we then how many know. times do you get caught when yes. you do reach down for that block? Yes. He reached for it, but he reached right and he got the it. The discipline yeah. was exactly what they needed for him from him in that moment and that was look he went for i don't know how long i'd have to go look in the the gameplay log he went for a long stretch in that fourth quarter did not play and so you're basically was playing okay you're basically bringing him <laughs> right. in cold for the final 10 seconds of a game a whole hell of a lot can go wrong we actually used to see doc used to do that with Matisse Thibel, right he'd come in at the end of first and third quarters like oh this is our defensive group that we need and he would commit a stupid foul like 50 percent of the time <laughs> i was half expecting like yeah paul's gonna commit a foul here and it's not really gonna be his fault yep. he's just like you come in cold and it's difficult so that's a monster monster play for him and we've said it a hundred times he's overtaxed in this starter role you you don't want him playing 25 to 30 minutes you're going to live with some games where paul just commits stupid fouls is getting bodied by a bigger guy or whatever it is. But he, when it counts, is a good switch defender. And in a 15-minute-a-game role, that's ideal for him. And so, like, we can talk about I, – I agree with a lot of the, the fans, the chatters, about they probably need to bring in another depth big. Mm -hmm. But it's not because I don't believe in Paul as a playoff guy it's because they need to survive this month without Joel and I think they're going to need another option there. and you got seven and eight from Mo Bamba some fun Mo Bamba moments again or not so fun when you're watching <laughs> he, it with some, Kyle. he was okay tonight I, yeah. I'll, I'll give him a little bit of leniency he's a plus nine so clearly yeah. he couldn't have been that uh that bad out there but between the two 
when you're looking at their numbers, you, you got, again, 13 points and seven. So you got 20 points and 16 rebounds from those guys. And then you had three block shots on the night from, from those two. So if you're looking at it combined, you got 20 and 13 and three blocks in a, in a, in a center position. It's about as good as you're going to be able to get from Interior from work, still a lot to be desired because the, the Cavs were just going to the paint. And they got 58 points. But in the end, the Sixers had 58 points to, to tie them for that number. Where I, I looked at the end, I'm thinking it's going to be 58 to like 42 yeah. because of how it looked. But they found a way to get it done. So if you can get that from your center minutes during the evening with K.J. Martin sometimes being the center, when Tobias Harris is back, Tobias Harris being the center, uh, Nick Batum being the center in some of those small ball lineups, you know, it's going to be funny, especially when, and we'll, we'll probably get more to Nick Nurse tomorrow. Folks, we have a 2.30 show tomorrow, 2 o'clock show tomorrow. Sorry, we have an early one. So 2 o'clock tomorrow. Most of you are there with us at 2.30. 2 o'clock tomorrow. So just showtime. Note that 2 o'clock tomorrow. We'll have to talk about Nick Nurse and these. Oh, yeah, Nick, get freaky with that lineup, man, because <laughs> when he put that lineup out there, it was like, oh, man. I like it, and this is what we talk about. I'm not about. sure if I like it or hate it. It's more my reaction. I like it because <laughs> I like the fact that he's like, screw it. I have what I have. Let's roll with it. Let's see what happens. You know what we need to roll with? And it was fun. The many super chats we got a that bunch I think of super we have chats. missed that we're going we to have to hit before we chats. get up on out of here. Where By do the you way, wanna... the Sixers shot 54% from the floor. That's, that's pretty damn 54%. good. 54%. Pretty damn good considering the opponent. 42 from three and 11 turnovers on the night. Okay. And they had four early. So the first one from Jake M. who says, not giving Maury credit until he properly refers to Joel's, quote, procedure as, quote, surgery. <laughs> so Jake's been on this for at least a couple shows. I know he's been it's hammering fair. this. It's fair. Uh, I just want to point out, I'm not saying one way or another why they've been vague about this. Joel's word on this and how he wants things to be framed probably matters. That's, I'm not going to say a whole lot more than that, but right. I think I've said it on the show. If you look at how they have done the terminology for other injuries where they're talking about Mo Bamba's knee fat pad and D'Anthony Melton's got a lumbar spine stress <laughs> response and Joel has a meniscus injury that knocks him out for at least a month and they're just like, yeah, he's got a he had a procedure on the meniscus, and that's all you know. Add two and two together there, and you'll probably get four. Is all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, it stinks because you do just want simply just the 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 the, the just be you upfront want clarity. about it. You want the clarity about it, and you want to just make it as easy as possible. You would like for it, but Kyle laid it out. He's been around this team for a very long time, and just hear what Kyle said. <laughs> let's let's go to our next super chat. Who we have next? Let's go to Ernest. Let's go to Earn here. I haven't thought, quote unquote, money on a shot from three since JJ. I think he's referring to Buddy here. Yeah. Yes. Context uh, clues. It's pure. Also, ball movement is better with Buddy and Cam than Beverly and Morris. We appreciate it, Earn. Yeah, with Buddy Hill when he fires, when he lines up and squares up for a shot, even when he's not fully squared up for a shot, and it's off balance like that. The first We've been one, watching him make those shots for quite a long time. It's at this cool, point. yeah, and and all it does is make you think. And everybody, when you talk about again the injury, where Jake is talking about the Joel Embiid injury and the clarity of it all, you're like, man, fingers crossed, Joel comes back because when that guy squares up, 
when that ball swings to him because that double team and he is the skip pass maybe and not just the hey the quick the easy bounce pass because Joel is double team and he's going to bounce it to Buddy sometimes he's going to have that skip pass he's going to be open he's going to be squared up and more often than not that again that 40 percent clip he might go for a stretch where he's shooting 50 percent over a course of four games five games because of how many good looking shots he's going to get Yes, it makes things so much easier, Bernard, having him out there on the floor. Pain too. The ball moves. Those guys. When it sticks, it sticks because they have a. It's earnest. You're skipping I mean, names in the super. I'm so earn. Yeah, I'm so. I, I see Bernard there. We're coming to him next. <laughs> earn because when the ball, they have a purpose. I'm just messing. Oh, with I know. Buddy. You know, I don't care. Come on, we're live. We're gonna make. I'm gonna make a mistake. <laughs> um, they have a purpose with it when yes. they do it. So that's why I don't mind it. When but they you do know, Devon, you've played a ton of basketball yourself. You know the feeling like you're playing a team that's got a very good shooter. And you see like whether it's your assignment or somebody else's, you see that guy get open. You're just like, it's deflating. Fuck. Your shoulders drop. How do we let that you happen? You blame the other How guy. How do we let it happen? Yes. Why didn't you rotate? Why <laughs> right. did I miss that screen? Why didn't it? Right. And it's just like such a, and because, I mean, it's more pronounced at lower levels because it's a shorter line. So Guys are shooting like 45, 50% at some yes. of these lower levels on threes. Right. But even still, like these NBA guys, it's more ground to cover. And so they see Buddy get free. If he's got a few feet of space, I mean, forget about it. I mean, so. look, we saw George Niang tonight. You said at one point when the ball swung to George, you can't leave him open like that. He missed it, but it's the point of it. And if we're looking at Buddy Hill and George Just Niang. Just a feeling of dread. Exactly, yeah. And they haven't had that. Since George Niang left last season, outside of Tyrese Maxey, and George, George was Niang. mostly like he's standing still. Yeah. Buddy, Buddy can move, but when still James hit. Harden would find him, yes. because James Harden trusted him, it's because the guy can shoot at a very high clip and he will knock that shot down. And Buddy Hill is a much better shooter. With all due respect to George Niang. All right, up next we got our guy Bernard McCoy. What up, what Bernard? Up, who in the hell were the Cavs playing to be 17 and one? <laughs> Our broken up Sixers beat them. Yeah, Great know, win, man. but we still need another big man. I actually do think, look, 17 I, and one is 17 and one. I got it here. So they they beat up on a lot of bad teams. But look, we when the Sixers were on their run, we said you play who's on the schedule. They took care of business. There's still wins for them against they they beat Milwaukee in mid January. They beat the Clippers. Yep. End of January, yep. which that's another big one. So two wins against the Bucks, a win against the Clippers. They blew out the Kings. The Kings. Everybody else is in the like either below average or yeah, bad right. type tier. Yep. But that's what happened. Those are the teams you build win streaks against. And so you know they what? still got signature wins within there, and they were banged up for most Darius of the Garland was out for a long Evan period Mobley of time. Was Evan Mobley was out. Bernard, you know what the thing is? If the Sixers were 17 and 1, you would take it against we would Washington. Not, we would not and the care. Spurs and the Hawks. You would take it. So, hey, in the series, we'll see how things go. But 17 and 1 to get them into that two spot, you know what that's good for? That's good for the Cavs because if they can hang on, they get the two yeah. seed. And they get Bernard's a, it's a fair point, but it is. It's he also says just don't it's dismiss still a great it. win. It's it, still yeah, a great win. Absolutely. That's, just don't dismiss it. No question. So thank you, Bernard. Let's get always. to Furious next. Um, oh, uh, yeah, Furious, who says, was there a possibility of getting uh, Bogue, Bogdanovich, who went to the Knicks with Burks, for Tobias and still getting uh, healed with the uh, second-round picks? 
that part is not as clear to me. So the the tricky part with the Sixers trade negotiations, as far as I understood it. So I know they went after Atlanta Bogdanovich. Price was too high there. I know they went after and made an offer, which was categorized to me as an aggressive offer for Alex Caruso in Chicago. Oh. Or turned down by the Bulls, as were the Golden State Warriors also made an aggressive offer, I think. At Caruso? Yes, okay. they were going after Caruso okay. hard, and the Bulls just made it clear they weren't making trades. And then Detroit Bogdanovich, who's now New York Bogdanovich, and Alec Burks, I know the Sixers were talking with the Pistons on, what was that, Wednesday night before the deadline, and Woj reported and said, hey, the talks kind of fell apart tonight. I don't know if it was a buddy healed end or buddy healed or for sure. I would say based on what they gave up, it's probably choosing between the two. And the Sixers, it seems like correctly, were saying, hey, we're going to draw the line on Bogdanovich and Burks. Like those are guys who might help us now, but sure. we're probably saying to Bogdanovich goodbye in the offseason. Whereas Buddy, like, look, I don't, I don't know that they're going to re-sign him. But I do think at his age, at what, 31 yeah. he's at right now? Mm -hmm. At 31, he has the ability to be a positive impact guy for you right now for this playoff run. And if you sign him to, let's say, a three-year deal, four, even a four-year deal, you can still feel – he would be at the end of his contract as old as Detroit – slash New York Bogdanovich is right now. Yes. So, so it makes uh, sense. I, I think that's the difference yeah. in they you know, why that. you would right. why you would hold out and say that Buddy is a better better idea for us for And, and he won't be thirty two until December of next season. Yes. So But so furious, I don't year. know for sure that it was Buddy or I'm just like that's kind of I'm trying to get into the the logic of why they might have done that. If one he way plays or well and they do what they do, make a run they're going to have a real decision on their hands in terms of keeping them because you're also potentially talking about maybe a starter role or and, and then worried about replacing him later down the line versus now. But that'll be the offseason. And look, if they if it, it's a good problem to have if oh, they have sure. to weigh if all he that. Had, yeah. It's just, you know, what happens with the, the cap space plan yep. and all that. All right, Davon, a.k.a. Schoolboy Beats, jumps in and says, Maxi finding his midi. I'm excited. Davon knows being here for all of the shows. We've talked about Our this. Our guy, Davon. He's so lethal from beyond and his speed getting to the basket, his ability to put the ball on the floor and finish at the rim that we've talked. Sometimes you don't have to go into the trees because you've already proven yourself as a 40 plus percent three point shooter and a guy who can get to the rim and finish first time all star. That's why. Find that mid-range game to go with it. The analytics don't frown at that because of the other two that you do so well, getting to the rim, making those threes, and he hit some big jumpers from about 17 feet. One a on the baseline, one in the final step back. Four or five minutes, yep. for sure. And the one that he had right around the, the nail, the elbow and extended area right there at the free throw line. But that one on the baseline where Max Struess was there with him and he did the, the, the step back, and just full extension and knocked it down along the baseline. This is while struggling. You, you, Buddy was doing what Buddy was doing, but you needed somebody else to do something. 
And Maxie didn't overdo it. He did it when they needed it. So, yes, Davon, I even saw it in the chat a little bit earlier that someone was talking about, can, can we focus on his mid-range game? Because he has some big shots in the mid-range, and it helped him out there tonight to get that win. Yeah, and look, I continue to think the key for him is finding his balance as a shooter on mid-range shots. Because so much of the time, when we see him take a mid-range, he's falling, he's going this way, and he's going backwards. and what? If Tyrese Maxey squares his shoulders and goes straight up and down on the jumper... I feel good that it's going to go down when he when he or anybody else is doing the like bad Kobe impersonation. Essentially, making. like I I don't have a lot of confidence he's going to make it. That's why his percentages from mid range are in the I think last I checked they're in the high thirties. It's not that I don't think he can make that shot. Is I don't think the process behind it is that good. So to your point, there's been a lot of yelling over the years about analytics and you know what can't take mid-range shots and all that analytics and numbers have never said that it's you can't build an offense around most mid-range shooting I would love for Tyrese to that to me is the final piece of the puzzle we know he's got the speed to get to the rim he's gotten better at getting to the free throw line the three-point shot has come but to your point Devon when you get to the playoffs and and teams are going to sell out and say we're not giving you threes will load up on you at the rim. What can you do to counter that? The mid-range is how you counter that. That's the final level for him. And that's the difference between him being a very good, maybe inconsistent playoff guy to you can't guard this guy in the Mm -hmm. playoffs. There's no way to stop him. So I'm not expecting that this year. I do think, to Davon's point, that it's important we see some games like this where the mid-range has to sustain him and sustain the team in some tough moments. Our buddy Austin Carell in the chat says he's shooting 36% on non-paint twos. Yeah. So we appreciate that. Austin, as always, and you, you got X-Men says Maxi faced too much on, on the mid, as, as you pointed out. And we appreciate Nico also with the super chat. Thank we appreciate you, Nico, for the popping donation. through. Yes, thank you for, for jumping in on the show. We really appreciate it. And a big win for this basketball team tonight. Big win. No Tobias Harris. You get K.J. Martin, solid start. Eight rebounds for K.J. Martin in the starting role against the hottest team in the NBA. And then contributions up and down the lineup from Tyrese Maxey, to Buddy Heal, to again, K.J. Martin, Paul Reed, Mo Bamba. Everybody had a hand Oubre. in this one. Kelly Oubre leading the team in scoring. Nico with another donation, wow. and we appreciate it. Thank you so much, says uh, Sheba Dog. Uh, oh, that's the Sheba Dog. Sheba clapping Dog clapping his hands. So that's the uh, Nico. We appreciate it. Thank you uh, so much. <laughs> oh, wait, it just popped up I see on it. the sense. Yeah, yeah, I see it. The Bravo (laughs) sticker in the chat. Thank you very much, We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Buying your own sticker. We love it. We appreciate it. We thank all of you on a Monday night hanging out with us. And uh, this was fun, man. A fun game to watch. Fun game to dissect. Somebody pointed out in the chat that Bodner's last two games he skipped are this one and the 70-point game against the Spurs. Yes. I don't, I'm not saying there's a correlation there, but Derek, if you're out there listening, you know. Take Wednesday off. I don't know. I it's don't a home know. game, though. I can do it. I got it. I, I, I got it. I got it. Me and Bree here, we, we'll get it all done. We'll get it done. We got a lot of people to thank here. We do. A lot we of people A lot of thank. people. And Very while we do it, chat. Rick hit two big free throws, folks. 
So as Kyle reads these <laughs> names, let's get it in the chat. Go get them, Rick. All right. I want to say thank you to all my guys and gals out there with us tonight. Martian Lynch, Jay of the Jungle, Mateus Bronze, Rick Morse. We got George Gardner, Brian Knight, James Meehan, Nico. What once up, Nico? Again. Thank you, Nico, for both the Super Chats. We got Cannoli. We got LJ. We got Coach Lowell Ricketts, who was fired up in the chat tonight. What up, Lowell? What up, Coach? What up, Coach? LJ. We got Cedric Mallory, Remo K, Furious, X-Men. Gotta say, Austin Krell, I hate that you made me say it, Austin. <laughs> I'm just kidding, buddy. Good to have you. Marty Bones. We got front-running fan base. I never know who he's talking yeah, about when I, I see know. that name. We appreciate Our it. guy Ash Monroe says, great what show. What up, Ash? We got Al, the two-minute warning. Yo, Al. Al, by the way, said you're not trading for Buddy Hill if you're not re-signing him. That's the talk for another day, but we hear you out. What up, Al? That might be a tomorrow topic. We got A.A. Ron. We got Misremembered72. We got Trons. We got Alex McLeod. Let's see. Who else do we got here? Who are other super chatters that we had tonight? We had Bernard, right? We had Ernest. Yep. We, we had, had Davon, our guy, a.k.a. Schoolboy Beats. We got Charlie M. We got Quiss. Charlie! I just said Quiss, and it made it sound like I have a speech impediment, I, but that's actually their name in here. We got Maurice James, Kevin Simon, Eugene, Eric Schmidt. I'm sorry, guys. E. Like, Schmidt, a, what happened in Densley e. Richard, our guy Vince, Marshawn James Meehan. Lynch, what up, Marshawn? I think we have a second fusion. I didn't realize that that was possible. Everybody, uh, sorry, I had that's to say a lot Marshawn of names. too since Derek wasn't here, even though I know it's Martian Lynch, 32. And I'm sure we got yeah. Gavin and Will somewhere in there, my dudes. Uh, if you guys have not already, I know most of these beautiful people have. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell icon so you get notifications each and every time that we go live. You get notifications when Go Get Them Rick does something, <laughs> folks. And if you hit the thumbs up button... Ricky Council will hit two more clutch <laughs> free throws and send the Sixers to another victory. Goodbye, everyone. We will be Talk back to tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. Two o'clock. See you later. Thanks, Brie. You're silly like the mayor. 